welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today's show is called Commemorating 9-11 is Vital to Our Survival. Hear why. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, first of all, I'm going to tell you about how 9-11 changed my life. Then I'm going to tell you about why um, it should have changed your life too. I mean, unfortunately it changed a lot of people's lives uh, and not in a good way. But um, this is a date, the anniversary of which we all need to commemorate. And I'll give you some before the end of the show, I'll give you some ideas of how you might do that. You know, there are some things that you can do that are just really simple. Uh, other things are have to do with going places. But um, either way, um, it is important that um, that you commemorate it. Now, um, the easy way of explaining why it's vital to our survival is he who forgets history is doomed to repeat it. So he who forgets what happened on 9-11, the terror attack um, on our soil, the largest terror attack ever so far on our soil, um, will be doomed to have that happen again. And we are more vulnerable today, as I will explain, um, than we ever were, than we were at 9-11. We are more vulnerable today to an attack like, like 9-11 or any kind of terror attack than we were in 2001 on September 11th. Now, I know some of you might find some of this uh, difficult to believe or whatever, but, or you don't, well, none of us want to believe it. I don't want to believe it either. But um, what I, when I said 9-11 changed my life, I will explain um, what that means. First of all, I am a born and bred New Yorker. I, at the time of 9-11, I was living in California. But my daughter was going to school in Manhattan. And so um, it was a combination, both of the fact that my heart is still in New York City, uh, even though I'm still living in California, um, and a combination of that, just, you know, that being how I feel, and a combination, of course, of being concerned about my daughter and her reporting to me um, minute by minute, just about what was happening there. So um, I decided, um, well, before I get into what I decided, let me just remind all of you um, what happened on 9-11. First of all, Ilhan Omar, who is a United States representative from Minnesota in Congress, described, she was speaking at, a, at an event um, and she described what happened on 9-11 as some people did something. Now, you know that um, she has been called out for that uh, quite a lot. In fact, it was the cover 
it was the cover of the New York Post um, right after she did this. You know, it had, they had it was a great cover. They had a picture of an airplane, like one of the 9-11 planes, um, crashing into the Twin Towers. And the title of the on the cover of the paper was Some People Did Something. Well, um, first of all, the some people are um, radical Islamist terrorists, uh, Al-Qaeda terrorists, sent by Osama bin Laden to attack America. The something was um, was the attacks from the um, Twin Towers to the Pentagon to a field in Pennsylvania, thanks to some passengers on the plane who stopped the uh, terrorists from being able to take the plane to where they wanted to take at the planned target, which was in Washington, D.C., probably the White House. So that is the who and the what. <laughs> and um, it one thing that a lot of people don't, if you, if you don't know history, you don't know that uh, radical Islamists, whether it's ISIS or um, Al-Qaeda or to the Taliban or other subgroups of radical Islamists, they believe they have been taught in madrasas in their schools from the time they were tiny little kids that your goal in life should be to kill the infidels the infidels being anyone who is not muslim and not a believer in radical islam i'm not saying all muslims are terrorists but most terrorists are muslims um so so that is why they you know they there was a time when radical islamists uh were were reigning over um a large amount of the globe and you know through various wars and so on they they have less territory now but um they have not given up their goal these radical islamists uh believe that this is their this is what they are supposed to do to please Allah. So, so 9-11, you know, as horrendous as it was, and yes, it was the worst thing that happened to the United States because World War I and World War II, of course, they were terrible and lots of people died, and, and the Vietnam War and uh, Korean War and all of that. But there was no one such event that was as bad as 9-11. Um, at least 3,000 people died in the attacks. And since then, there has been an appro approximately the same number of people who have died um, because they were the people who were working at the attack sites, particularly the Twin Towers, people who were trying to find bodies and so on, um, people who you know worked at those sites for, for months on end, um, I think it was it was over a year. Anyhow, these people are now coming down with and have been coming down with cancer because of the uh, elements that were in the um, buildings that you know made up the rubble. They were cancerogenic, 
And so really it's not, when you think of the death toll, it's not just 3,000. I mean, not that that's just 3,000. And of course, it's also their families, you know, who uh, have been deprived of their loved ones since that date and so on. I mean, it, it is, I, I can't use a word strong enough to describe what a horrible thing that was that happened. But now, um, so when that happened, now getting to my story, when that happened, um, I decided that, you know, I asked myself, what can I do to help the world? Because this is going to be the biggest uh, calamity and the biggest ongoing problem since, as I was starting to say, the terrorists have not given up. You know, yes, they were thrilled about 9-11. They celebrated and so on. But that that is not taking over America. Their goal is to take over America, take to take over the West, Western Europe and so on, which they're doing a pretty good job of, um, and to enact Sharia law. That is their religious law. And Sharia law, as you may know, um, is not something you would like to live under. I can promise you that. It's something, first of all, where women are degraded. Women have to wear clothes that cover them uh, from their face to their toes, from their head to their toes. And they have to, uh, they're not allowed uh, to go to school and uh, they're not allowed to have careers, certain careers. Um, most of the careers, you know, only sort of um, minor kinds of things. Um, they uh, kill gays and lesbians. They, um, you are not supposed to uh, it, drink alcohol. You're not supposed to do anything that is a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but, and plus, if you do, I mean, there's a whole bunch of other laws. I'm just giving you some examples. But if you break any of these laws, like, for example, another um, law is that if you, if they think that you are going to bring dishonor to your family, um, then you get killed. I mean, the, the, your people get killed willy-nilly. Let's <laughs> just put, there are lots of laws. You don't have to do something very bad to be killed. So you would not, just trust me and look it up afterwards, you would not want to live under Sharia law. But that is their plan. So that is why um, I am saying, and I am not the only one saying this, unfortunately, there are not many of us, quite frankly, um, but I have been studying terrorism since 9-11. And so I um, am involved with other people who are researching it and reporting on it and so on. It is not in the mainstream media. If you are wondering why you don't see much, um, there are terror attacks going on every day all over the world. You wouldn't know that, though, because our, our by our, I mean America and the United States, mainstream media does not report on these. They're in Africa. They're in India. Um, they're in Western Europe. Um, all the time, there are attacks. And in the States, there have been many attacks that have been foiled, thank God, um, by the FBI or the CIA or, you know, agents, counter, various counterintelligence agencies. So we don't hear about those either, for the most part. But um, the terrorists have not given up. They are not going to give up. And that is why it is so important that we don't forget that and that we take um, precautions. Now, 
I mean, what kind of precautions? I'm not talking about duct tape. I'm talking about, first of all, building yourself up psychologically and physically. That's number one. Because any kind of attack, I mean, for that, for, that goes for uh, any kind of major disaster, too, for that matter. You know, the more, it, it's never been more important to keep yourself in tip-top shape, physically and psychologically, as much as you can. Now, if you have some kind of uh, disorder, like um, depression, or like diabetes, or something like that, you know, things that need treatment, then you have to make sure that you are undergoing uh, optimal treatment for this. And then, of course, you know, other things like uh, keeping yourself, your body fit, and none of this, uh, what is it called? Um, well, it's called body positivity. <laughs> but, um, you know, basically flaunting uh, people who are fat, um and and aren't in in healthy shape and and we're supposed to like use those as role models and it's okay to let yourself get like that uh no <laughs> um because there there is there are medical consequences to that um and i'm not just talking about fat i mean whatever it is that you're even just in good um like to do exercise all the time um but I digress. <laughs> we can get back to that. But I digress. Um, so anyhow, getting back to my terrorism story, I became the terrorist therapist. I have trademarked that. And I have a website called terroristtherapist.com. Because I asked myself, what um, can I do? How? What can I do to help uh, the world? Uh, deal with this uh, situation, this this threat that is not going to go away. I mean, yes, since then we've had COVID and that, you know, that's been a horrendous threat as well, but it's different. You know, COVID is something where you have to, you know, take care of yourself and that is more specifically about health and so on. And yes, it is important to be as healthy as possible so that if you do get COVID, it won't be as serious um, as it could be if if you're not taking good care of yourself. But um, but getting away from COVID, back to terrorism. Um, so I, I, I asked myself what I could do. Well, I'm an author, so I've written two books about terrorism. Um, I appear in the media all the time on television and radio and print. And so um, I use these opportunities to talk about terrorism. I have a podcast called The Terrorist Therapist Show, where I talk about the hottest topics in terror for the week. Um, what else? I mean, those were the, of course, <laughs> duh, I left out the fact that I'm a psychiatrist and an MD, and um, that helps in assessing the danger. And, um, and putting all of these things together, and then I started going to seminars about terrorism with some of the most brilliant minds who study terrorism. And um, and then I just kept doing research and kept getting more and more involved in it, not as a terrorist. Um, and so I have the one of the first things that I did was create an audiovisual program that was played on airlines, domestic airlines and foreign airlines, like uh, Finnair, for example, uh, and Delta. And um, it was for people, you know, 
it was when there was uh, in-flight entertainment. And so people would be able to choose my um, relaxation channel for their in-flight entertainment. And um, and I had it was it was guided imagery. And I basically, you know, because people were afraid to fly after 9-11. Um, and so basically it helped calm people down and gave them um, and, and, you know, help them to arrive at their destination in a calmer uh, frame of mind. And then, um, well, I see that we're going to be having to end soon, but then um, the next thing that I did, and I'll tell you more about it when we come back, is uh, my first book on terrorism, which was Coping with Terrorism, Dreams Interrupted, was published by a London publisher uh, as the first anniversary edition of their major terror attack, their 9-11 was 7-7, July 7th in 2005. And so um, so I wrote that book and I went over uh, on their first anniversary, I went over there with my book and I was at the cemetery and I was giving all kinds of interviews and so on. And I hopefully helped um, people in the UK deal with their 9-11. Well, um, we need to take a break right now. When we come back, I will tell you more. And I will tell you about how there are politicians in America who are trying to make us forget the anniversaries of 9-11 and how disastrous that is. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. And I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com these days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Today we're talking about commemorating 9-11 is vital to our survival. Here, why? Okay, so I was taking you on my journey as the terrorist therapist, and I was talking to you about my first book in the UK for their uh, 9-11, which was 7-7. And then after that, um, I wrote a book for America. Well, for actually, it's not just for America. Actually, it's international, um, called Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. And that book has won all kinds of awards, including uh, the London Book Festival Award and the Paris Book Festival Award. And I mention that because um, on those occasions, of course, I went to London and I went to Paris and um, I did other things besides gather my award. (laughs) Uh, I donated the book to libraries in both of those places. I even went to Manchester in the UK and donated my book to the Manchester Library because, as you may well remember, Manchester had um, a terror attack as well at the Ariana Grande concert. So I have been spreading this message about how important it is to recall 9-11, to to honor um, the memory at the anniversaries of 9-11, and doing interviews, doing um, speaking engagements, and so on. And, um, and so, um, this year, um, well, last year as well, but well, since, okay, since 2020, since, I mean, since 2021, the 20th anniversary of 9-11, I have also been doing something that I'm doing, uh, that I've been doing every year since then too, like it's going to be happening this year, this 9-11 too. Um, I have I created a video, a music video, that um, with all kinds of patriotic music and so on, and with um, video, with things like um, why you need to remember nine eleven. Um, I give various reasons, and in a, you know, in addition to, of course, honoring the people who died and honoring the first responders. Um, you know, as examples, and um, and it also has um, things, symptoms for PTSD. A lot of people after 9-11 got PTSD, and in fact, they did studies that show that uh, even people who were nowhere near the sites of the attacks uh, also got PTSD from watching news, hours and hours of news. So for example, people who, and we were all pretty much glued to it, people who watched uh, the Twin Towers falling 5 million times, you know, again and again and again, developed PTSD. So uh, on this music video, I give some of the symptoms of PTSD and talk about how you have to get help if you have any of these things. I also have um, some video about how to talk to your kids about uh, not just 9-11, but about terrorism in general, and so on and so forth. And um, this is my, you know, this is my donation, so to speak, um, and my way of trying to make sure 
that memories of 9-11 survive. Now, um, last year, I talked about how um, I, I, I have, have been talking about, um, and it's getting worse every year, how certain politicians have been trying to get us to forget 9-11, to erase it from our minds. And, um, you know, they want us just to remember some people did something and to forget who the people were and what they did. So, um, so last year I was talking about, and I did, uh, I wrote an op-ed that was published about um, the, the Tribute Museum, the 9-11 Tribute Museum. That was a museum that was um, in Lower Manhattan, and it was uh, one of two museums, the other one being the National September 11 Memorial and Museum. Now, the 9-11 Tribute Museum was smaller, and it was sort of cozier. You know, it was, um, it was predominantly created by and staffed by people who were family members of the people who died, the victims of 9-11, and also of um, and also people who were first responders on 9-11. So for example, when I was um, going around that museum, the Tribute Museum, I was led around by a docent who was a man who had been a first responder and who had been involved also in the cleaning up of the um, of the site you know, looking for bodies and and uh, and base and cleaning it up as well. And he uh, had developed cancer. He was one of the examples of people who were doing that and who developed cancer. Now, the thing is, when you are being led around a museum um, by people who had firsthand, um, you know, who knew 9-11 firsthand, it affected their life. It is very, very uh, impactful. And so it was a museum, that, it was a companion, you know, it was just as important that it existed as it is that the National September 11th Museum Memorial and Museum exists. And what happened last year was they ran out of money because of COVID, because of the lockdowns. And um, you know, because people weren't going to museums when they were supposed to be locked down. And so, um, so they, you know, they lost the income of that mainly came from people coming to visit the museum. So they needed some bailout money. Now, you know, how much would it have taken? Certainly pennies compared to what the Obama-Biden White House is giving to the terrorists. Yes, you heard me right. They um, have been giving billions. They gave the Taliban and other terrorists billions of dollars. Now, how is that, you say, right? Well, it's kind of in line with the surrender to the Taliban um, two years ago, in August, uh, two years ago. And that was a debacle. And that was a debacle. Um, we, we have to blame on ourselves, I mean, really to blame on the Obama-Biden White House, but we elected him, Biden. In any case, I don't want to get too political, but I'm just trying to tell the facts here. <laughs> Only the facts, ma'am. Uh, 
Um, so, so anyhow, so they didn't bail out the museum, which would have been what? Maybe a quarter of a million, half a million, not 3.5, 3.25 billion. And so that is that was the example last year of how uh, some politicians are trying to make us forget 9-11. Now this year, um, very surreptitiously, they are similarly trying to kill the big museum, the, the um, National September 11th Memorial and Museum. How are they trying to do that? Because they decided, the, the uh, mayor and the governor of New York decided that they would charge, and it was and it was agreed to by the federal government, they decided that they would charge what's called a congestion charge. That is, people who go into Manhattan below 60th Street, and particularly in lower Manhattan, where the museum, where Ground Zero are, they will have to pay a $23 toll. Now, the toll and, and the specifics of the toll are still being negotiated, you know, because New Jersey is not happy about this. But in, in general, they're talking about a $23 toll. Now, do you think people are going to go into lower Manhattan if they have to pay a $23 toll? I mean, first of all, it's kind of ridiculous because there are people who work in lower Manhattan and need to get in there. Um, and some people who can't afford it, period, you know, depending upon what their jobs are. But more than that, um, it is going to discourage people from visiting Ground Zero and visiting this remaining museum. So this is very disturbing. And um, and. And but wait, there's more. OK, what else is going to be happening this anniversary of 9-11, the one that's coming up in a few days? Um, first of all, Biden is going to be a no show. He is going to be the first American president since 9-11 to be absent from any of the attack sites where commemorations of the anniversary will be held. He's not going to be at Ground Zero in New York. He's not going to be at the Pentagon. And he's not going to be in Pennsylvania. Where is he going to be, you might ask? In Alaska. Now, did you know Alaska was going to be attacked by terrorists? I'm only kidding. No, no, there is no plan afoot that I know of in any case to attack Alaska, although they wouldn't, they wouldn't, uh, they wouldn't run from that. They wouldn't uh, mind doing that. But no, it has nothing to do with that. Um, what does it have to do with? It has to do with uh, his trying to make us believe that we should forget about 9-11, that it's not so important. It is not important enough for him to come to one of the sites to commemorate it. Now, another reason why he's not going to be at one of the sites is because he has really angered the families of the 9-11 victims. How has he done this, you might ask? Well, that's another thing that happened this year to try to diminish our memory and our commemoration of 9-11. What he is, um, what he has floated, but really, uh, it's really a done deal, but he's giving the families of the victims of 9-11 a chance to, to protest, which they are doing. They wrote him a letter and so on. But really, um, you know, if he decides something, it's going to happen. They're just it's just pro forma. It's just kind of giving them the sense that they have a say when really they don't. Because for one thing, 
they sent out these letters to the families of the victims on September 1st, and they gave them like two weeks to uh, complain. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, it's so such a, all of these things that I'm telling you about are such slaps in the face of the victims, the heroes and all Americans. And I know lots of people listen to this show from all over the world. And um, but, you know, when 9-11 happened, we had lots of people other than, of course, terrorist countries, but people all over the world were sad for America and um, and and frightened. You know, if this could happen to America, it could happen in their country. Um, so it, it really affected the whole world. Indirectly, at least. So um, what he is doing, um, uh, the Obama Biden White House is offering a plea deal for the terrorists who are left, the 9-11 terrorists who are left in Guantanamo, in the prison in Guantanamo. Now, um, a plea deal instead of the death penalty. So um, there are five. First of all, Obama got rid of a lot of terrorists, when I say got rid of, not with the death penalty, but by sending them back to their various countries. And what have these terrorists who were released from Guantanamo done? They have joined terrorist organizations or rejoined the ones they were involved with to begin with. And they are continuing to pursue terrorist activities. Like, duh, what a surprise. <laughs> because there is there is really no no um rehabilitation you know it's really the idea of rehabilitating terrorists has not been working too well um here well i don't even know that they've tried here but but they have been trying various ways to rehabilitate terrorists in the uk and it really hasn't been working out too well in fact not that long ago there was a terrorist who had gone through rehabilitation and who then uh had a knife attack uh in london on a bridge he, he it was a it was an event it was a day where they were sort of celebrating this um, rehabilitation program and he took a knife a big knife from the wall of this where this building where it was held um and he went on a stabbing spree so rehabil we have not found the answer to rehabilitation yet i mean there are some things that hold, hold hope but and it depends upon the terrorist I mean, there are some terrorists who are more dedicated to Allah than other terrorists. Some of them just kind of got caught up with terrorist gangs, kind of like people get caught up here in criminal gangs. So it depends. There is hope for some. But the ones who were in Guantanamo um, and who were involved in 9-11, there is not that much hope for them to be rehabilitated. And what makes it even worse is that one of these five terrorists who related to 9-11 who are left is named Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. And he was the principal architect of the 9-11 attacks um, in conjunction with, I mean, Osama bin Laden was the big cheese, but that Khalid Sheikh Mohammed was under him. And so he is one of the ones that they're talking about giving a plea deal instead of giving a death sentence. Now, just wait, there's more. Mayor Adams, the mayor of New York City, he has um, developed a, a, a plan 
um, I think by now it's more than a plan, but uh, putting loudspeakers in mosques so that the call to prayer can blare out. Uh, it'll go for a half a mile in each direction as a call to prayer, calling people to come to the mosque. Now, um, usually those call in the religion, the calls to prayer uh, happen every day, several times a day. So far, Mayor Adams is giving permission for this to be on Fridays and in the holy month of Ramadan. However, you know, it could well expand more than that. In any case, what do you think is going to happen when the call to prayer from mosques are ringing out over New York City, the site of the 9-11 attack, the Twin Towers attack? It's going to precipitate PTSD, trigger PTSD, in pretty much all the people who are hearing it. PTSD memories of 9-11, not to mention um, that it may cause Islamophobia because, you know, there's going to be some anger, going to drum up the anger towards um, Muslims uh, because, you know, just, just because of hearing this blaring noise. Anyhow, um, so... You know, why are these people doing all these things? Um, well, I will I will get to that in the next in the next segment, which actually we now have to take it's perfect timing. We have to take a break right now, so stay tuned. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, 
Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about commemorating 9-11 is vital to our survival here. Why? Well, before the break, I was starting to tell you about why people are trying to make us forget the anniversaries of 9-11 and how it's been getting worse each year. Um, Why? So why? Why are they doing that? Well, there are a number of reasons. Um, First of all, it appears that um, as marked by, as as mostly evident, most clearly evident by uh, the surrender to Afghanistan to to the Taliban. It wasn't to Afghan to a country per se. It was to the to terrorists to the Taliban, um, and then giving all this money to other terrorist groups as well. There is a, a, a movement afoot from the Obama Biden White House to cozy up to terrorists. And um, also to um, get Muslim votes, you know, people who, um, well, I'll explain (laughs) to get Muslim votes. I mean, for example, what I was just talking about, the loudspeakers um, for mosques to call to send their call to prayer out on these loudspeakers. Um, But there are other things as well, which include the fact that um, terrorists have been crossing our borders, the southern border and the northern border. They've known this forever since uh, Biden got into office. It's just been getting more and more of them coming across. Um, Many are on the terrorist watch list. I mean, it's not just somebody who they guess is a terrorist. Their names are actually on the terrorist watch list, and they have crossed into America. In addition to that, um, when... uh, the Af- the Afghanistan fiasco was over. They flew approximately eighty thousand Afghans into America. Now, some of these Afghans were uh, people who helped our troops, and um, and you know, so they deserve to be taken t- to safety. But there was such chaos at the airport that a lot of these. Uh, Afghans are undoubtedly got through, you know, there was very little vetting. There was no time really for vetting and they got through. And so there is some number, a not insignificant number who are uh, terrorists in the making. In other words, who are uh, terrorist attackers in the making, lone wolves or groups. I mean, think about that. Um, There are undoubtedly pretty much (laughs) in most states in America, um, there are these these um, nests of of terrorists plotting um, as I speak and you listen. So it's not just about um, planes flying in like on 9-11, planes being hijacked to crash into uh, American symbols and so on. It is really people who are here already and who are uh, plotting different kinds of attacks. Now I know some people are, I know what some of you are thinking, she is a conspiracy theorist. She is crazy. She's a psychiatrist. (laughs) Uh, I wish I didn't have to tell you all this, but you know, to tell you the truth, if I didn't believe it, 
I wouldn't have spent years writing books about terrorism, talking about terrorism, um, doing a podcast about terrorism. I mean, you know, in some ways, I'd rather be sitting on a beach. But I, I, I believe my, um, I, I value um, trying to save America or trying to get people in, in America to realize what's going on more than sitting on a beach and reading a book or whatever. <laughs> Um, so I wouldn't be doing this if I did not think that there was something to be concerned about. I'm not telling you all to go under your covers and not come out and just, you know, lay there shivering, thinking about where the next terror attack is going to be. Um, but at the very least, we need to hold the significance, um, honor the significance a every anniversary of 9-11 to show uh, your family, yourself, the people in your neighborhood, uh, people in these at these sites, that you take this all very seriously, because um, because there are people in power like Obama, and when I say Obama, um, he is the he is the um, like in the Wizard of Oz, you know, he is the little man <laughs> behind the curtain um, who is who is able to, but unlike, he who is really manipulating, or maybe I should describe him like the puppeteer, and Biden is, Biden, Biden has um, encroaching dementia. I've been talking about that since he was running uh, originally for president, hiding in his basement. I've been talking about his encroaching dementia. I know about this because as a forensic psychiatrist, a lot of my cases have to do with uh, determining whether someone is competent or not, or whether they have dementia. So I have never examined Biden, but um, but certainly the symptoms are becoming clearer and clearer, and pretty much anybody can tell that. You don't have to be a psychiatrist. Anyhow, um, so... So we really have to make sure that our politicians, not just what I was talking about before, you know, um, keeping yourself healthy physically and psychologically um, and so on, but also making sure that the people who we elect to office, whether it's a mayor, you know, like Mayor Adams, who is destroying New York in so many ways, um, I think that putting loudspeakers in is pretty much the worst thing that he has done so far, but but every day, um, his whole his whole um, since he's been in office, you know, uh, he has been destroying New York City, and that just makes me so sad. You know, I look online every day and I see all these more and more people um, being killed, being beaten uh, by by homeless people, by people who have mental illness. By now we have oh yes, uh, the the migrants, you know. Um, who are being given places to live and um, or at least, you know, in hotels and so on. And our veterans um, are homeless. I mean, there are such atrocities going on that you really have to look into who is running for whatever office, even dog catcher. You have to make sure that these people have um, America at heart you know, what's what's best for America, not what not what's best for them, uh, you know, a way to put money in their pocket and so on, or power, or even just power. Um, and, and, you know, because we're seeing, I mean, so, so why are we more vulnerable today? 
well, we, as I was starting to say, we have a president who has dementia. Um, we have a mayor in New York City who is, I, I, I honestly don't know why he's, I mean, I guess it's his own, um, you know, it's his own beliefs and so on for why he did what he did with putting loudspeakers around. But um, uh, but we have to make sure that the next election that we get people in office who, first of all, are competent. You know, they don't have dementia or any other problems. I mean, we have people like uh, Mitch McConnell, who just had um, what some people are calling a, a seizure, like a petty mal, where he he froze in mid speech. And um, I believe that it was a, a transient ischemic attack where enough blood didn't get to his brain uh, for those moments because he had, you know, if you look back, this is what why people need to read history, even if it's history of a person. You know, do doctors always look at when you're trying to diagnose something current, you have to look at all the things that this person has had in the past. And so Mitch McConnell, for example, had a heart attack in um, 2003. He had heart surgery in 2003 to replace stents because they had atherosclerosis in them and they weren't letting enough blood get out. So like, what do you think is the cause of his freeze that he just had the other day that he had two of actually recently? Um, the most likely cause, in my opinion, is, you know, that he blood wasn't getting to the brain, enough blood, and he had a, a transient ischemic attack, which is really a warning sign that a stroke uh, is, could not be far behind. Anyhow, then, um, so, so, you know, so people, we, we have to make sure that people are still confident who are running our government. And... Um, now, there are lots of things that you can do. Let me just finish with this. Things that you can do on 9-11. There are things that you can do both in terms of going places and in terms of doing, being right in your little home. <laughs> and um, for example, you can tell your children and um, talk to each other, you know, uh, your family about 9-11, um, memories of 9-11. Talk about um, where you were, what happened, what, whatever you remember about 9-11. Now, the thing is that it, we our brain, our brain is programmed to not remember things that are painful, whether they're things in childhood, like our parents got divorced or a parent died. We don't want to remember these things. So they, they are pushed into our unconscious mind. But uh, so it's understandable that there is some you know, resistance to remembering 9-11 because of how horrible that day was. But there are, it is more important, there are, there are more important things afoot, more important reasons why you do need to remember it. Okay, so talking about it, planting, uh, if you have a garden, planting a, a bulb, planting uh, a bush, um, going to a graves of, of veterans, you know, if you have that near where you live, planting, putting, putting flowers on, on veterans' graves, um, uh, watching movies. There are a bunch of movies on streaming services, and they'll probably be on the regular channels as well. Um, lots of movies about 9-11, about Flight 93, for example, where the, where the passengers overcame the terrorists to get the plane to not go to Washington, but to land in a field. Um, 
Of course, if you're in New York or Washington, D.C., there are events that are happening in those cities. And the biggest event <laughs> is uh, my mobile billboard. Look for the mobile billboard um, that has that has. Um, well, you'll he be hearing music, patriotic music, and you'll be seeing my face <laughs> and um, and other things, not just my face. Um, you'll also also please go to my website, terroristtherapist.com. There you will see my book that you can buy. You can buy, of course, you can get it on Amazon, but you can get an autographed copy from my uh, website. Again, it's terroristtherapist.com terroristtherapist.com and um and and actually on that website you at the top of the website you can see uh the video that is going to be playing on these trucks on these mobile billboards so if you can't get to see it in real life in new york or washington dc you can see it on my website and um of course i have to mention <laughs> um if you have children, it is so important, you know, children who weren't alive or who were very little uh, when 9-11 happened. Um, I mean, you know, the new generations of children, uh, it is very important that, that you pass along your memories of that day and you help them understand what terrorism is, not just 9-11, but what terrorism is in general. And that is what I do in my book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My!, how to protect your child in a time of terror. And uh, the first half of that book is for grownups, parents, and teachers. And the second half is a picture book for kids. It's terrorism light, but it has all the important things you need to know, like what is a terrorist? A terrorist is like a bully on the playground. I mean, it's put in ways that children can understand and not be frightened. Well, I hope... Um, I hope this has gotten you to understand why, why, or why we need to um, honor every day. I mean, every anniversary, 9-11 and do it in the way. If you are in, you know, even where, no matter where you are, you should look up in your city. Of course, in New York, there's probably the most and then Washington, D.C. But in every city, there should be something. Uh, some event that is happening. So you can do that. You can also go to your place of worship and say some prayers for the victims and the heroes of 9-11. You know, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be at ground zero if you don't live anywhere near there. Um, there are lots of ways, and I gave you some of them to uh, to honor it. Well, thank you for listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.